If you found our methodology, podcast, and general view on sales performance intriguing, you may find this offer very interesting. And as you know, we don't do them often. Before I share what the offer is, here's three brief questions I'd like you to consider. Number one, do you want to take your prospecting to the next level without being that guy who struggles with solicitation confidence and boundaries? Two, do you want to know exactly how to build trust with people in a way that compels them to want to spend time with you? Three, do you want to build an outreach cadence and routine that will help you succeed in a hyper-changing business environment? If yes to any of these questions, join Lapa 180 in our new four-part webinar series that starts February 15th, 2023. Go to lapa180.com slash webinars to learn more about this special series. I'm Pam Evanson. I'm Dan Lappin, and this is Breaking Sales, a nonconformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the Lappin 180 team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects. Pam, this is the last one on the series that we've done on the impact of mindset. And this is a big one. I think a lot of folks have been taught some lessons that aren't actually conducive to building trust. And that's this idea of how do I build credibility? Do I build it through sharing my expertise or do I build it through the questions I ask? Absolutely, Dan. Couldn't agree more. And I think there's two parts to this when it comes to building your credibility with questions. Number one, what types of questions are you asking in order to build credibility? And number two, how? Are you asking those questions so that you can truly start building some credibility? I think the best place to start is this. We as human beings, and for our listeners, please think this through, whether it's a personal relationship, a business relationship, whatever. When somebody is asking you questions, the most foundation or basic thing that you're doing is, and you're doing it subconsciously, is you're trying to think through what is the intent of this other person's question? Even when you know them well. Exactly. Because you're trying to understand, is the question going to harm or help you? And harm would be, are you going to be judged by your answer? Help would be, does your answer benefit you? That is a constant. So think about this. As human beings, we have an innate filter that's able to help us decipher what the intent is of the other person's question without them even stating the intent. That is how good we are at trying to figure out, is this question going to be beneficial to me or is this question going to put me in an odd or awkward spot? So think about that, listeners. And if you refer back to one of our episodes where Dan quoted that 3% of the population trusts folks that are in sales. So think about you're up against that. And we're talking about situations where people already know you. So think about situations where people have no idea who you are and what your intent is. And that's why I am, for those of you that know me, I feel like effective questioning is a real skill that has to be developed, that has to be practiced, that has to be done with the proper mindset from the get-go in order to truly demonstrate that you can be trusted as another human being. 
Yeah, I'm going to go back to something we just talked about just to reemphasize it as we continue this, because I think this is where my passion comes out. Listeners, when you are asking your prospect a question, whatever their title is, it does not matter. It doesn't matter about the conference room that you're in. It doesn't matter about the city that you're in, the state that you're in. It doesn't matter where you are. When you are asking your prospect a question, they are trying to understand and determine what the intent of your question is. And all too often, your prospects have learned over time that the intent of most questions is to set them up for a sale. That's what we call leading questions, probing questions. Your prospect knows when you are asking them a question that's directed towards something that gives you the opportunity to potentially sell them on. They know that, but they don't ever come out and say, "Uh, uh, uh, I know why you're asking that. You're asking me that because you want to set me up so that you can position your solution versus what I'm currently doing. You're never going to hear that. But that's why there's so much passion that you hear often from Pam and I is because you have to understand if you really want to build trust, which is what this is all about, the first and foremost, the best way you can do it is through your questions because I want to flip it now, Pam. When you're talking to someone, Pam, and they're asking you questions about you, they're asking you questions about your experience, they're asking you questions about what you're doing, where you've been. Those questions are all based on Pam. What does that tell you about the person sitting across from you? That they care about helping me. Exactly. They care about me as a person. They care about my perceptions and my lens on things. They want to understand what matters to me. And that might be very different from what matters to them. And let me flip it. You're sitting in front of someone and they seem hell bent on sharing their expertise with you about either the books they've written, the other clients they've helped, stories about how they compare you with some of the other people that they do business with, their certifications, their 10 years of experience, whatever it might be. You're now sitting across from someone who is definitely leveraging or dominating the conversation by trying to share their expertise with you. How do you feel? My guard comes up. It does. My guard comes up and, and I understand everybody. I'm not going to tell you that I wasn't just as guilty as wanting to be able to tell somebody how I am in a position to be able to help them because of all these great things that I've done and learned. But the problem is you don't even know yet whether those things matter, whether me as your prospect actually care. You know, one of the things I always try to keep in mind, Dan, is people make decisions for a lot of different reasons. I mean, think about that. No company hires you for the same reasons over and over and over again. You get hired for a million different reasons because people care about different things. They have different experiences. They have different lenses. And your job is to understand it, not judge it, not critique it, understand it. So then you can determine potentially how you can help them. And I don't know what it is right now, Dan, but I feel like to me, it's showing up a lot more. And I don't know if it's the time of year 
and folks are getting ready to close potentially their selling year. I don't know if it's because there's a lot more competition, but it just seems like lately that let me ask you a question so I can share with you how great I am at what I do is more prevalent now than I feel like it's been the past couple of years. So I think it's something we've all got to sit back and understand. Have I now maybe crossed over that line where my questions are intended to demonstrate to the other human being how great I am? The other piece too is Dan, that's what everyone's going to do. And so like car buying, I love to use this example because you can feel it, you can see it, you can experience it. You know, you go into a car dealership and you tell them what you're looking for and everyone says, here's why we're the best at those things. Here's why we're the best at those things. So it does become very complicated as a buyer to be able to understand what direction I should go when everybody is trying to position their credibility, their experience, their knowledge, all of those things we just talked about. Yeah. The other example I can think about, Pam, is the whole doctor experience. And we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. Imagine going into a doctor, right? And the doctor immediately turns to you and goes, hey, I'm really glad you're here. Listen, I've been doing this for 15 years. I've been written up in four different medical magazines. I've written six different articles. I have a doctorate in this and I have another doctorate in that. I've had 10,000 patients and that's how they're handling the conversation. What do doctors normally do? The good ones. Right. They sit down, they try to understand you. They don't make any assumptions of what's going on and they understand what they might be seeing at the surface may not be what needs to be solved for. Let's go to the assumptions piece. When a doctor does make assumptions, because they are human, what do you think happens to the diagnosis and the outcome? Could be catastrophic. Exactly. Okay. We've all been to doctors before where they ask a few questions and they jump to an assumption. And what do we experience? Regret. Yeah. Because we're on the wrong antibiotic we got the wrong process of recovery. Something went wrong and it took our recovery twice as long or three times as long. You know, it's funny, Dan, I always think of buyer's remorse. And I think one of the things that plays into buyer's remorse is the fact that if I'm the buyer, I have remorse because I really don't know that I figured this out the way I needed to. And so did that human being across from me really try to help me do the thinking I needed to do because they took the time to learn and be curious and understand what I was looking to accomplish. Sometimes I try to put my position that if somebody across the table from me feels that buyer's remorse, I didn't do my job as the sales representative to really help them think through this decision properly. Never thought of buyer's remorse that way. I think about it that way a lot. So I think to sum up for our listeners... Yes, your competency and your expertise matter, but you have to think about this from a human being standpoint. The best way to show the other human being that you actually care, you have high intent, all right, or you're showing that healthy degree of benevolence is to ask them questions about them, all right, what they've been through, what they want to accomplish their perspective, whatever it might be. When your questions focus on them, you are building the trust that's needed 
so that when you do finally share competency and expertise, there's a strong chance at least your prospect is listening with the ears to qualify versus disqualify. Oh boy, and we could go a whole down a whole rabbit hole on that one too. Maybe that's good for another episode, Dan. That avoiding disqualification and adding on that layer of how you ask the questions is just as important as what questions you ask. So I have one more question for you, Pam. Okay. As a listener, if I'm sitting out there right now and I say, okay, I get what Dan and Pam are saying, or maybe they just say, I get what Dan's saying. (laughs) I knew that was coming. (laughs) What can they do prior to their conversations to help put them into the mindset and on the path of prioritizing some learning, listening first? So I always like the way you say, Dan, high intent is not about you needing to be right. High intent is about helping another human being to get it right. I like to say that to myself. I'm here to help this person get this right. So guess what? That means I have to erase any assumptions I'm walking in here with. I need to learn and understand their perspective. So what I like to do to practice is I will say, okay, if these are some of the questions that will allow me to learn If I put myself in the shoes of this person who doesn't know me at all, how do I ask this in a way that they will feel comfortable telling me the answers to these questions? That's a really important point, Pam. Trying to understand the emotions, the feelings, whatever those circumstances are that your prospect showed up onto the call or into the room with you because you do have to figure out what is the best way to ask these questions so that this other person feels safe in sharing their answers. I like the word safe. We got to get to their truth, whether it serves us or not. Yeah, but Pam, (laughs) I'm paid commission and bonus to sell. I know. I know, kids. I know. Thanks for listening to Breaking Sales. If you want to get engaged with us outside of the podcast, be sure to go to our website, lapin180.com. Go to contact us. You can also engage with us on LinkedIn at Dan Lappin or Lappin180.